It's such an honor to be here and speak for you at the conference. I'm here to uh, talk about SCUM, uh, the drama series SCUM, and uh, how we try to capture the Norwegian identity among teenagers. Have any of you heard or seen SCUM? Raise your hand. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So, for you who, for you who haven't heard or seen, good, because it's actually a show about teenage girls. So, I will give you a short introduction. SCUM is a drama series that runs daily through this, online through this website, almost every day. It's told through these clips that can last from one minute or 20 minutes, you never know. And also through screenshots between the, from chats between the characters in the show. And also, we use different platforms as Facebook, Instagram or YouTube. And the story runs in real time, which means that if something in the story happens at 9.30 Friday night, we will publish that content Friday night, 9.30. It's also created so you can watch it weekly with the clips from one week edited together as a conventional episode. But it's created, the concept is created and customized for the daily experience. So, we just, is, just finished our fourth and final season, and as you see, we have changed the characters, main characters, through, through every season. And one of my jobs has been to uh, live these characters' digital identity, which means I've been writing their text messages, posting their Instagrams. And that means, during the last 12 months, I have gone from being a 17-year-old gay boy to a badass Muslim girl. <laughs> but also, I'm starting to feel that this identity crisis I've been in is finally is over, and I'm becoming Mari again, but inshallah. <laughs> okay, so SCUM is the result of many years of exploring and developing of these kinds of drama concepts. Since 2008, NRK have produced numbers of shows based on this real-time drama, and, but, the, but for the pre-teen audience. So in SCUM is based on the experience from these productions, as well as an eight-month comprehensive research period. This research period was so important on so many levels. It's been the inspiration for our characters, the concept, and how to mirror youth culture that we, the production team, is not a part of anymore. So I want to share with you today what became of it and the value of compromising with your target group while making no compromising on how to produce the show. So, in research we basically tried to get to know the teenagers tried to understand what they wanted, and also, most important, what they needed. And finally, what can Norway's public broadcaster give 16-year-old girls that no one else can? Because one of our biggest competition is of this target group is the big-budget drama series from the US, as well as Netflix, YouTube, Facebook, which is tough to compete with. And the most recurring finding through research was the exhausting feeling 
of pressure to be perfect in every part of the daily life. And with this, we had found the target group's need, and also it gave us a purpose to create SCUM for them. So our research is basically boiled in this sentence, which is our mission. SCUM aims to help 16-year-old girls strengthen their self-esteem through dismantling taboos, making them aware of interpersonal mechanism, and showing them the benefits of confronting their fears. But also during research, obvious choices appeared. I remember a 17-year-old girl told me, I'm 100% myself on Instagram, just a better version. <laughs> Which I think is true for all of us, isn't it? I mean, it became obvious that social media would be a part of the storytelling tools that we would use in this show to follow the development of characters online through Instagram, for example, just like we do in real life. And this was our advantage. Competing with Netflix, HBO, Facebook, YouTube, we could create a show that was relevant, felt authentic, and build identification, because we knew where they were coming from and their cultural environment. This is a picture of the cruise ship Hurtigruten. Uh, it's a popular cruise ship for elders, who, and it sails from the south of Norway all the way up north. And NRK made a show about it, minute by minute, a slow TV concept running all day, all night for a whole week. So back to our research. I don't feel that NRK is for me, it's something for my parents. <laughs> well, that was our challenge because we had to make this target group trust that NRK is also for them and not only their parents or grandparents. So from the very start, we had to build trust. In the research interviews we did, we tried to be more of like a friend rather than a journalist. And during casting, we had a goal to see 1,000 teenagers auditioning. But casting was a struggle. When we announced the audition for this new teenage drama series at NRK, we had few replies. So we had to go directly to the source and personally try to reassure them to come and invite them. And in the end, we managed to get 1,000 teenagers auditioning, and we tried to work to give every single person coming a great experience to gain trust in both the project, but as well as NRK. Here, and also, uh, since NRK hadn't produced a teenage drama since the 90s, here's a picture of it, of the cast. Looks cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because of that, we wanted to let the target group find the show by themselves. Our biggest fear was that their mother would come home after seeing a promotion of Scum on NRK and come to her teenage daughter and say, hey, NRK has made this really cool new teenage drama, you should check it out. That would just ruin the reputation of the show. <laughs> so, and in teenagers, like a recommendation from a friend is way much stronger than a parent. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, so instead of using a lot of prime time on Friday night showing promos of SCUM, we tried to stay calm and let the target audience find SCUM by themselves through word of mouth and social media. And that also gave ownership to the show 
within the target group. Teenagers today, growing up in a digital world, have been overexposed by content competing for their attention. And because of that, they have become experts on seeing through the bullshit. They want original, authentic content that feels true and personal. So with this, we gave every character in Scum fictional social media accounts. Mainly Instagram, Facebook, and some characters are on YouTube as well. These, these accounts and profiles are always in character, and they share glimpses of the character's daily life throughout the season. And the audience can come closer to the character and interact with them. Real-time drama fragmented, told, told fragmented on multiple platforms, creates a community and maybe a, a unique users, uh, <laughs> a unique experience, well, at least for the daily users. When you're going on Instagram, scrolling down your Instagram feed, watching what your friends are doing, and then suddenly a picture of Vilda or the girls appears, then the fiction interferes with the reality. The storytelling tools we use in Scum helps and amplifies the audience identification to the characters and the issues they are going through, and therefore it provokes engagement, which it's a lot of uh, <laughs> become a lot of engagement from the community in Scum. We read everything they write in our comment section uh, on our webpage. And I try to read everything as well in different fan forums. And our fans know it, just like Crazy Fangirl writes. She's asking to, <laughs> if we heard her message. So, but this is, this is like a constant focus group. They are sharing theories and uh, the, what they feel, and they're discussing all the issues the characters are going through. And that gives us an opportunity to use that and be current in our production, and also we can answer them in different ways. There's a lot of examples of this in Scum, but I will try to show you some. A week in Scum builds a lot of suspense. There's a cliffhanger almost every day, especially in the last episodes of the season. So, uh, in, the, so in the second last episode of season two, Nora and William, the main love story of that season, are struggling because the feminist Nora has been fighting her feelings against the douchebag William, but now she has finally declared her love to William to her friends, and the whole scum universe is ready to see them together. But there's a problem. William is MIA. He won't reply on any of her text messages or answer her when she calls. So it's an intense week uh, for the audience and they are starting to flip out in the beginning of the week. Where is William? I will show you one example. <laughs> yeah. So what I did, I copy-pasted this line and gave it to Eva in a group chat between the girls when they were talking about where William is. Now, Eva has the same feeling as the audience because she can't concentrate on her own exam until William has answered. This shows our audience that we see them, and they're not alone in their desperation to see William and Nora together. We're all in this together, and we are all desperate. Fan arts has become really popular, uh, and fans are sending us pictures of scenes they wish to see. Ellie Scum is really popular in 
great fan artist on Instagram, drew this in the end of season three. We got so many emails about these pictures. So let me see if you recognize something in the first, uh, first scene of season four. I ask him. This continuous dialogue with our audience have become enormously valuable. And I would say the com community is gone. We are creating this experience together by giving them influence and, and maybe an illusion of power. Because in today's digital landscape, everyone, has, everyone can be their own broadcaster, and everyone has the possibility to be heard or have influence. So I believe because of that, that our target audience expect to have be heard or have influence. And we always try to listen to them and give them what they want, but also what they need. But I think if we would give them full power, I think we would have a whole season of Evan and Isaac making out. <laughs> and this is what I mean about compromising with your target group, but make no compromises on your mission. The border between fiction and reality fades away sometimes in SCOM. It creates a whole new perception of the characters and the story. Working with SCOM, and I believe for the audience as well, is more like an event than a TV show, because we produce almost in real time. The episode script is, only, is finished only like four weeks before we shoot. We're online 24-7, and new content can drop at any time. So the, the response comes immediately. Just like if you're on a stage, like I am now, I have to adapt on how you, the audience, are um, responding on my performance. That's like working with SCUM, almost. So if, if working with SCUM has taught me one thing, is that sitting down and really listening to your target group, they will give you everything you need to capture their identity and still and also create a concept on their premises. Thank you very much.